Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yeah, how you doing, people? Welcome to the table, Dad. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have a good show today. Um, Thank you for that. Thank you for that, man. People out there in the radio land, welcome to All Point Radio. This is Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point. And tonight, it is the round table table that with our special guest, co-host, and future Friday host, Miss Special K is in the building. And uh, listen, this is going to be real tonight. I mean, I can't wait to dive into this topic because we spoke about this topic before with the male and the female abuse and stuff like that. Uh, Miss uh, Wonder Dre is always saying, you know, how abusive a man can be get out of that. Uh, Mr. I can't believe he said that always saying, listen, there's always something when the woman being abused, but don't nobody say nothing about the man being abused. And tonight, Special K came over this topic. Um, specifically so we can get the behind the scenes of the abusive male or maybe even abusive female for that matter. You know what I mean? So special K, how are you tonight? How are you tonight? I'm good. Thank you very much. Love the introduction. <laughs> I'm ready cool, to dive cool, into this cool. topic, definitely. That's what's up. Uh, um I wanna first off I wanna ask you what made you come up with that topic? Um, actually, I just completed um, a course in domestic violence, and I, you know, it was a lot of information. Um, but I, I, I got the impression that you know all the attention is focused on the victim, which 
it should be. I mean, the victim goes through a lot. Um, but there's another side to that. It's, you know, the quote-unquote abuser, uh, what they go through, what they've been through, and how they got to a point of being the abuser is never addressed. They're kind of just thrown away. So I definitely want to talk about, you know, what they go through, and basically for prevention purposes. I mean, we a lot of us have sons. I have two. So I want to figure out how we can prevent the behavior. And the only way we could do that is kind of dive into what goes on with, with these men and, like you said, women, because it's, you know, it's across the board, and see what goes through their minds and what they've experienced. Oh, and DJ Chill is in the building. What up, what up, what up, DJ Chill? How you feel, bro? Just trying to maintain, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to maintain, like, I go fresh right now. I clear my throat. Aquafresh. <laughs> Aquafresh. So, so um, before we get in, Special K, I want yeah. you to take it away. We The round table is here. You know what okay. I mean? But I want you to take it away. Okay. Well, I, I wanted to call the topic tonight, taking off the mask. I think that um, is relevant to speaking about domestic violence, period. I think in the black community, we don't want to talk about it. We want to keep it a secret. We want to, you know, just hide it, act like it, it doesn't exist. So we want to take the mask off of the topic in general, but mainly tonight, you know, talk about what the men go through. Um, I actually saw the Chris Brown documentary. Um, I don't know if anybody saw it on Netflix, but um, it was very eye-opening to kind of, you know, after all these years, after the Rihanna situation, looking at him like he's a monster and then seeing his version and listening to him talk about um, what he saw as a young man with his mother being abused and that feeling of, of not being able to help her and control the situation as a young person, he has anger issues and he definitely admitted that. So I don't think um, a lot of men have a platform to say why or to say what happened, or they don't have that space. They're just shunned. And, you know, it's taken a lot for me to even, you know, care or not judge or not have, you know, odd feelings towards a man that abuses a woman. But as a mother, I have to keep these things in mind, especially going through my own experiences and not knowing where your child has been traumatized or where they have um, anxiety. You have to be open-minded because they will be grown men one day. And I have to make sure, and I want other people to make sure that we're, you know, teaching them and talking to them and kind of letting them, allowing them to have feelings. Um, that's another issue that with Chris Brown and probably several other men growing up, it's like you're not supposed to have feelings. You're not supposed to be emotional. You're not supposed to, you know, share any similar feelings with a woman and that anger builds up, and that resentment builds up. And I think that's, you know, a huge part of the problem with, with violence, period, and with black men. Um, so um, I definitely hope that people can check the documentary out because it's very informative, you know, and it speaks to what men are experiencing when they're in situations like this. 
you know, instead of us looking at them and judging them, kind of just, you know, dig a little deeper. Um, I did learn taking these classes that there are several characteristics of abusers um, that goes for men and women. Um, So another, you know, reason I wanted to have this topic was for people to be aware of these behaviors and characteristics. And it's not to say that these people are unlovable. It's just that they need help and they don't need to be in relationships where, you know, they they could be abusive. So um, we have to kind of look at people and look at their family history and look at, you know, certain things beyond what they're bringing to the table and see what kind of mate they could potentially be. So, you know, I think it's, it's important to, again, have this conversation and say, look, you have to look a little deeper and look a little further than the exterior. So did anybody see the movie, by the way, Chris, the Chris Brown documentary? I didn't. I didn't. I'm going to look it up on my fire stick, though. I don't okay. know. I didn't see it yet. Okay. Well, just, what, did, uh, what did you think about it as a, as a man and knowing – well, okay, we know what the media put out there about the situation, but, you know, I'm very interested, especially, again, going through the class. I went to a couple of workshops. Hearing from men, it's kind of like, wow, we never, for me, I never looked at it that way. We just look at it from one one side. So I'm curious to know how you feel about domestic violence and when it's when when a man does it to a woman like how do you initially feel about it well i'm gonna let dj chill answer if he's seen the chris brown documentary uh before i you know go into that because i haven't seen it yeah, you must be trying to punk me or something. You know I see no daggone Chris Brown documentary. What? <laughs> how, 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 how do I know that? <laughs> how do I know that? Because you already I mean, know. Let me try. No, you, oh, I'm going to be a now. I'm a Chris Brown fan. Like, ooh, it's Chris Brown. Yay. Come on, man. Well, see, okay. I think that this is part, this is part of the issue because it's not about being a fan. This, it's just about information. And getting I, I didn't the, I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it ever at all. I didn't even know there was one out. Okay. I, well, I, I think I, I know think it was one out either. Yeah, it it is. I mean, and like I said, I I I'm not like a diehard fan of Chris Brown. I actually probably haven't liked him since the Rihanna issue because of what I thought, you know, from what you saw on TV and. You know, it's just like, okay, he's trash now. And I think that's essentially how people view men that are in situations like this. It's like they're trash. They're they're nothing. Forget them, you know, whatever. They're, they're dead in our eyes, but there's a story behind that. So I didn't look at it as a – I didn't look at the movie as if I'm a fan and, I, you know, it was like I want to see what he has to say about, you know, the situation. So – I think it's worth looking at as men again. He, well, I, I, he, he, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, it's just the lack of it's the lack of being able to be emotional and being able to 
you know, have feelings about something that I think creates a lot of anger. And and also witnessing abuse definitely is something that, again, we had to look at as adults and know that our kids are affected by it. And they can act like they're okay, and we can ask them, are you okay? But the fact that they experience trauma or arguments or fighting, especially between their parents, it's definitely going to affect them and shape the adult that they become. So, but I'm sorry, what were you going to say? Well, I, I never, I was never really a Chris Brown fan. When he first came out, I kind of liked him, but I just thought he was real arrogant and cocky. And I thought his behavior with the Rihanna thing was indicative of his character, who he is. Um, you know, I don't know him personally, um, but when he was, you know, when you get money and you get fame and notoriety, sometimes it changes people. So I thought he was just transformed into an idiot because he, you know, got money or whatever. I'm going to look at the documentary just to get more of a clear overstanding of the situation. Um, mm-hmm. But I have to also be aware that, you know, sometimes people will throw out uh, justifications and excuses for why they do what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that's what he did because uh, you're absolutely right. Um, as far as my views on abuse, uh, I was raised not to put my hands on a female. My mother also would tell me that a woman should never put her hand on a male. You know what I mean? Um, to be quite honest with you, the way my mother put it was, if she put her hands on a male, then she's asking for what she gets back. But she always told me, never to put your hands on a female. You know what I mean? But some females run with that, you know, because they know a man is not going to hit them. They'll continue hitting on him or doing whatever. And this is what Mr. I can't believe he said that comes in. And he says things like, you know, when a man calls a cop or a female for domestic violence or abuse, the cops laugh or they take it lightly. If a dude go down and get a restraint order on a woman, you know, they it's not taken that serious. You know what I mean? So, I don't think that no male should put his hands on a female, and I don't think that no female should put her hands on a male. But um, it's, it's, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. When a child sees, uh, uh, especially um, their parent, you know, or if there's a stepdad or, you know, hitting on the mother or whatever, when they see that, it, it, it can, it, it can um, kind of mold them when they get older and to who they become because they might think it's okay. You know, um, I, I can't remember who, what caller or what host we have who says, um, you know, you grow up in a male. First of all, I'm sorry, I need to say this. To all the callers that's calling in, um, I see you coming in. You're coming in unmuted. I'm only muting you because you shouldn't come in unmuted. So don't take it personal. Um, for all the listeners that's coming in, we thank you for calling in. Um, but that's the only reason why you may hear you can mute it because you're coming in unmuted. Um, so um, it's like a, a, it can, you know, um, have a bearing on the child and how they develop and come up, you know, as far as putting their hand on a female because they see it, especially, I can't remember what host it is that says it, but they say, especially when, you know, the word, I, I did it because I love you, Father. You know what I mean? or I, I, I only did it because I love you or whatever, you know, they think that that's how you show love or something. 
Um, and they can actually think that way. You know, I disagree with that. You know what I mean? And I don't, again, I don't subscribe to any male putting his hands on a female for no reason. You know what I'm saying? But it does happen. But I'm totally against it. But I do think, and I will say this, I do think that a male that hits a woman, either one of two things, he's a coward and don't hit men, or he was abused at some point or seen abused at some point. So it's good that you have an open dialogue tonight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, I definitely agree about the abuse. Um, I've heard, of course, too, growing up that, okay, a man's a coward. He's scared to fight a man, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, statistically, men that abuse have been abused. But, again, it, this goes both ways because there's so many different types of abuse. And there's so many different types of domestic violence that people can be charged for. So it's not just the physical, but it's really, you know, it's all about knowing what a healthy relationship is. And even if a woman, if she's the one who's hitting a man, for the man to stay in that relationship, he obviously doesn't know what a healthy relationship is and vice versa. And it's definitely the case with with women and, you know, of course, men are bigger and stronger and can do more damage to a woman physically, but if she doesn't know what it looks like to be in a relationship that's that's healthy and that that doesn't, you know, you don't have to hit and argue and go through, she's going to think that's normal. And that's another thing that we all as a society, especially the black community, has to know that everybody's normal is not your normal. Somebody, you know, with with domestic violence that is just all throughout their family that's normal to them. So they might meet somebody who doesn't do it, never experienced it, and they create violence because that's what they learned and that's, you know, how they grew up. So, um, again, I I would tell my sons, too, you know, you don't put put your hands on a girl. Um, But at the same time, I have to be aware that they may have witnessed some things or seen some things that shaped them mentally, things other than or stronger than or more, you know, effective than my words. And that has to be dealt with. That has to be kind of, you know, undone. So, you know, that's the point of I think talking about domestic violence in general is going to, you know, is going to prevent it because people do not even understand that threatening somebody, yelling at somebody, um, intimidating somebody, that is a, a sign of domestic violence. That's a that's a part of domestic violence. So, you know, kids kids are very impressionable. But tonight we're talking about men mainly because black men are charged are accused more, you know, than other races of domestic violence. So I feel like we have to get to the bottom of why that is. So if there's any callers, I would like some feedback because um, I just, and especially men, you know, if they could expound on why they think it happens. Well, we we do have a caller, but call it, uh, hold one second for a minute. Uh, because this is the round table, um, I want DJ Tell to respond to that. 
as well. And any host that's on, um, that's uh, on point host, please press star eight or, you know, shoot me a line and let me know what you want so I can get you in on the round table. DJ Chell? Yeah. Um, well, just looking at the picture, it always comes from God bringing. And then it sometimes comes to God bringing up the young lady also. And she's the type of woman that is nasty and evil and spoiled, rotten. And he doesn't see that until later on. And if he tries all he can, because you got some people out there that's nerds, you got some people that's bullies, you got some people that's ghetto, you got all types of brothers out there. But some of them spark a, a situation that um, that's really uncalled for. And then you have an issue where a young lady might sit up there and do it just to get a little kick out of it, to aggravate them, and then do it again. And then get some teamwork and do it again. And then so many times that the individual, you know, let things slide or then she might sit there and say something like, well, I'm not going to give you no loving. And he's like, well, what did I do? (laughs) What? And it'd be something so petty because a lot of women are petty and the minute things in life, they take it to the extreme. And sometimes when that individual is coming home from work or coming home from whatever, they're like, Jesus is God, why? All these people out here in the world that I could have been relaxing with and so a little, especially the people at the job, they doing a better job than the person he has at home. And it gets to be to the point where that person might just snap. Now, he shouldn't ever hit a woman. But you know, there's some women out here that hit men with not only their hands, but with bats, <laughs> broomsticks, and they ain't do nothing wrong. They might just let the toilet seat up. Didn't I tell you about that tango toilet seat? Bang! And he's like, what the? Yo, okay. Because I, look, I see some brothers out there just holding his hand up. And he's going to hit me. Okay. And it's like, wow. Did that come from his parents or his mom beating him like that or his father beating him like that? So now it's to the point he has a wife or a girlfriend and Either she seen what was going on or she just found out just by his um, attitude and how he presents himself or even how he carries himself that he ain't got a, a man part of it in his body. He's just a straight punk. It, it could get really, really sad. Or it can get evil because some brothers out there just get a kick out of it. And they want to control that individual, control that woman. Get my bag on shoes. You what? I'll bust you That threatening thing is a problem. But that's, that's brothers that don't got no daggone life. Their whole attitude is all about power, money, and respect over a woman, not another man, because they ain't going to do it to men. They bid off a woman that's um, vulnerable, which is a daggone shame. So it's a, two, it's a two-headed sword. You gotta, you, it's, it's a level playing and it's hard to come through until everybody just comes in as one accord. You got to pray to God that he sends you somebody that's thorough enough to deal with your crap.
Okay. Well, um, but you don't think like for if a woman is abusing a man, for an example, for him to stay in that situation, it don't there's something wrong with that, and it's probably something from his childhood or something that he saw that made that normal for him. Well, well, hey, that's well, you know, it could be. It's a shame, but yeah. you. The only thing is, he can leave if he don't have any children. If he has children, he don't want to set the tone of okay, I'm leaving, because the child's gonna look like, well, when he get older. And then if everything actually comes back together and they become together as one again after all the bullcrap, because she might find out that the lifestyle outside the streets ain't better than being with the individual she was with. And then all of a sudden they come together as grandparents, because that's sometimes bring them together, bring them together anyway, because as grandparents, the kids are like, oh, I'm going to go to my mom's house. But it becomes separation if she has to go to my mom's house and then the mom got another another husband, so now... <laughs> the kid's like, that's my grandma and gr- step granddad, and then vice versa. So the only problem that it is is that the child is going to sit there mimic what he sees or she sees. So if they see the parents is, you know, breaking up, they don't feel like it's okay. No matter what people say to him, like, well, no, God said you can't do this, and it's just not right to do that, unless, of course, the third person is beating them up or mentally breaking them the heck down. Other than that, what the heck? They might just say, oh, I just want to play with the world. I want to, I want to go from one person to another person to another person and just collect money. Some women like to just collect um uh, what is that? When they get married and, and they get a divorce, alimony, alimony checks for one person, alimony checks for another person. And if the child is watching this, they look especially as if the daughter. She's like, "Wow, that's how you do it, mom." She's like, Psh, "Don't need to say nothing." And then she know the child won't try it. Like, "Wow, my mom was eating. She had a beautiful everything was beautiful off of these checks. She ain't got to worry about nothing for the rest of her life." So it's kind of sad. Yeah. It is, and it's it's a cycle that needs to be broken, but I think the only way is to recognize these things before marriage, before children, before living together, and there's a lot of red flags that we men and women ignore about each other because well, that's, for whatever that's exactly, reason. That's exactly right, but if you got somebody who is that thorough that can put a mask on that you can never get off until. See, sometimes you got to do something out of out of box. You got to go visit your man or your wife at the job and see how they roll it. Or catch them off guard and walk up on them. You be able to see different things. Exactly. Now, you ain't supposed, you're not supposed to be sneaky about it because then you start an issue. But you just be spontaneous about it, like, Hey, I came over here with a picnic basket. I just wanted to surprise you. We're going to go out to eat. They're like, boom, boom, boom. wait a minute, a picnic basket? Yeah, I just, you know, look what's in the basket. They're like, wow. Now everything changed. Because they appreciate the basket. They're going to want to have another picnic basket. You might, you might say, I've got a picnic basket. 
See, because if you do something, <laughs> if you do something out of context, that individual gonna catch on. They're gonna be like, "Wait, hey, man, uh-uh." She coming over. I know she's coming. So I gotta fix everything around me. But you gotta understand, each person acts different with other people. Some people right. act different at the jobs. Some people act totally different at church. They change up. Some people act different when they're going out there hanging with their homies. Change up. You just got to hang with everybody, and you can see how they really are. But if they don't allow you to hang with them, uh-oh. Yeah, that's definitely a Well, also, you know, meeting their parents or being around family members will definitely kind of give you an example of how they are, how where, how they grew up, rather. And um, the relationship between the parents, the story with their parents, you know, if somebody can't share that with you, that would be a red flag. And this is all awarenesses that I've come to now, but before it was like, oh, he's cute. And that was about it. And then you just go with it. And then you just go, you know, on this roller coaster ride with someone, but really getting to know them is who who are their parents? How are their parents? You know, if they have children, how does he or she interact with their exes? And, you know, these are signs that we just skip over, and we and that's how people keep the mask on because they're able to just say, oh, well, that's her. She's being crazy. And, yeah, my mom is just nuts, and my dad wasn't in my life, and they're able to just brush those things off. So you really can't get to know somebody. And how somebody right. grows up is definitely how they are going to be as an adult. They can they can hide it with a suit and tie. They can hide it with uh, education. But, you know, trauma does not disappear unless you deal with it. So It's funny you said that because I said that, I think, last well, night on one of the shows. I said you have to look at not only the grandparents of the individual, I mean the parents, but sometimes the the grandparents. Because then you can see how the seed is. But that's only if you're close enough to be allowed to see the grandparents or maybe the great-great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents, and be able to have a conversation with them, and they'll tell you their life story. You know, that's just if you're that capable enough to be able to get go to that um, level. But we got another caller. Um, Kelly, Special uh, K, we actually have... Uh, some on-point host that's on. Um, We have, I I believe, Mr. I can't believe he said that in the building. You there, bro? Peace and power. Peace and power. Yes, I am. Peace, power, and blessings, King. Peace, power, and blessings. I believe that is Lady T in the building. You there? What's going on? You already know. Peace, power, power. and blessings. Peace, power, and blessings. Hey, special and, day. <laughs> and we have Miss Queen in the building. Peace, hey, peace, peace, power, and blessings. Hello. Hey, I, I can't believe it, baby. What's going on, Chill? What's going on, so? Mr. Orson. My bad. Y'all, what's up? Okay. What's going on? This topic is really, you know, hot and heavy on the degree that, you know, so many of us, um, and not so many of us, but if we can reflect, we have seen some abuses within our childhood, whether it be our our adulthood, what have you, 
and it was um, particular what uh, DJ Chill said as far as being able to see the dynamic that this person who is the abuser, um, how they deal with people individually. <clears throat> and it came to my mind that sometimes that's not enough because I was in a relationship before where the individual that has that abusive nature, they um, sometimes, because of the trauma, only they will only respond to specific people specific ways. You know what I mean? Like, because it's like <clears throat> you can go into their workplace, you can go into the church place and different things like that. But I literally had someone who dealt with me who said they couldn't deal with me a different way because of who I was in his life. He's like, well, you know, I, I have to deal with you differently because I'm with you. And I'm like, well, darn it. I'd rather have been your friend because when we were friends, you were less um, aggressive. You were less, you know, irritated by certain things. And so I had to realize that, you know, especially from dealing with, you know, youth that has gone through traumatic situations that um, it could be a person, a smell, a certain way that you treat them that makes their mind, their responses abusive to you. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with, sometimes it has nothing to do with um, their parents. It just has to do with a traumatic situation. Sometimes we can't always say that it's because of their upbringing because, you know, for instance, my father who had a situation where he had been abusive towards my mother during the time of his life, and it was during the time where he was using um, substance abuses. He was, you know, using drugs. So it, wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with his childhood, but the traumatic, traumatic, um, trauma from the drug use um, changed and altered his personality and how aggressive he was. Um, sometimes we do get into these situations where we can be abusive and aggressive and, you know, intolerable because of just our own lack of self-control. Um, and having control individually over yourself will allow you to see people for who they are regardless of, you know, being able to see their, their parents or this, that, and a third. You can't, you can't really use those situations for whatever you're going through with that person, you got to say, well, look, this person is abusive to me and I'm not, I can't tolerate it and I have to get out. You know, a lot of times we put a mask on, put a mask on those people. It's not the people wearing a mask. These people are who they are. And sometimes we walk around and we tolerate and we allow certain things and we accept certain things because we assume it's from this, that, or the third. And for myself, so I will say that some things that I was um, that I had learned that went into my adulthood, I had to identify what it was that made me be aggressive, that made me respond in negative ways, whether it be me being abusive with my words or me just putting my hands up, you know. And that came from me just growing up being a fighter, you know, in Jersey, raised in Camden, New Jersey, and always having to, you know, defend myself or fight because just that's just the way it was. Um, so for me personally, I'll say that when it comes to these abusive situations, being able to identify it and take yourself out of the situation or at least try to alter it is to, one, have self-control over yourself and know that, you know, things are learned. You know, some people can change, some people can't, and you just have to choose whether or not you want to stay in that situation or not. 
Um, us women, we are a little we are aggressive, and when it comes to men, you know, and we get into these situations where we're fighting and hitting and all that good stuff. Ten times out of ten, that's not that wasn't the first time. It's not going to be the last time. But those situations are just, you know, you really can't call them. They're they're just, they're really unfortunate sometimes because I've seen it um, on the streets plenty of times where a man just been trying to walk away. I've seen it on social media where they had these videos up and a girl. Is all in a man's face being aggressive, whoop, 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 hollering and yelling and flinching. And then next thing you know, they put their hands on his man. And for anybody, that's a person, individual. Like, if somebody put their hands on you, especially if it's caught off guard, your natural instinct, especially if you're a fighter or if just a natural instinct, you're going to snap back. And I do, you know, feel bad for those women who get their hands put on by a man because I don't think any man should put their hands on a woman. However, I have seen situations where it was like, dang, their back was up against the wall. And sometimes, you know, a, a reaction of like, you know, if that woman just put their hands on them, they just smack them back or what have you. So in those cases, no, it's not justified, but it's understood, I'll say. It's not justified, but it's understood. Because I always tell my brother, he's older now, and I know how women are. I'm like, look, if you can't get to a position where you're restraining them, you know, push them, and then get out of there, do it quick. You know what I mean? Grab her, restrain her, kind of like get her out of your face, <clears throat> excuse me, and go. Because I'm not always around. I always tell my brothers that they ever have a situation with their female friends, you know, call me because I'm not going to accept you putting your hands on a woman. So that's that's my um, insight for the situation, for the topic at hand, which is, is very, you know, touchy, but it's realistic. It's, it's reality. It is. It's, it's a scary reality, actually, because it's happening so much. And, like, mm-hmm. back and forth, it's women and men. It's not really just one way. At this point, it's all about, how many cases are reported, and, of course, it's more women who are going to report domestic violence than men. Um, But, you know, to go back to what you were saying, if we could rewind back, you know, before there's there's an incident of a woman and a man fighting in the street, regardless of who provoked it, how can we get to a point where people see these signs before it turns physical or before it turns into abuse? Sometimes you can't see it. You know, I'll say for myself, sometimes, you know, I can go back to that movie. It's a dense line between love and hate because you you see it's just a whole society of broken people. And when we get into relationships sometimes as broken people, we're not we're not seeing a relationship as, oh, this person is coming into my life to heal or to be, you know, the um, the – the person that comes in and heals or takes away the pain of whatever else. So sometimes it's like you can't see it because, like I said, when it comes to a thin line between love and hate and you push me enough and I have never been abusive to you but something made me snap and I go and and put in a situation where what you're saying is not good for me because my heart is hurting and what you did really broke me down and I just go from zero to 100 and now I'm flailing, I'm putting my hands on you, I'm mad, I'm scratching and I'm screaming because – you know, danger, fear, if you can't use your words to take care of it, we, we naturally fight. So sometimes it's like it's hard to say how can we get ourselves out of the situation because sometimes they're not all consistent abusive situations. They just happen like you pissed me off, you made me mad, or my aggression, I couldn't, I couldn't tame it. And at that point, you know, I went bananas. But those are not special cases, but those are cases outside of consistent abuse 
and you say, how can you take yourself out of it? Is it's so deep, you know. If especially if you go to um, the social learning that came from <clears throat> your childhood, you know, I see certain videos where they let their kids hit and punch on the kid, um, their baby dolls, and think it's funny. They spanking them and making their baby dolls fight, and it's something that we just don't see. The small things we don't see as major when your kids is fighting or, or, you know, somebody said one time when we was having a a conversation about um, when parents fight in front of their kids, if their kids is in a room, and I'm like, well, you shouldn't really be doing it, but like Mr. On Point or somebody said it, well, situations happen, and and relationships aren't all good, so we have to be able to um, learn how to teach our children everything about life, whether it be fighting and arguing with our mates or what have you, or it's... um, you know, what we went through as a child that made us aggressive, we got to just start talking to our kids to make them recognize and identify what it is. Because sometimes we use, we try to teach learning by words and we'll say, oh, this is abuse or this is a touch me not or this is this or this is that. And sometimes words is all per- all about perception. You know what I mean? You say, oh, fight when, when somebody, see- when you feel threatened. But what if I perceive me feeling threatened by somebody not agreeing with what I'm saying? So everything, everything that we teach, everything that we learn, really has to have like its levels to it, and it should be descriptions and and um, experiences that teach us. You know, as we become adults, like I said, sometimes we when we get into these abusive relationships, it's because we do not identify what the situation is in ourselves first, so we can pick up on these abusive natures. You know what I mean? If we don't see it or if we're just getting into a relationship just to satisfy sex or just to satisfy not being alone, we tolerate certain things just to take care of what it is that we can't tolerate. I could tolerate abuse, but I can't tolerate being alone. So sometimes we see those situations like, why is she not getting out of it? She's being beat every day, black in her eyes. He's doing this. He's being abused. She's, you know, physically and verbally abusing him. Why is he not getting out? He don't want to be alone. So with specific things in us, that, you know, gets us into these situations that make us oversee the abuse or kind of like push it to the side because of, you know, the reasons why we are in certain, you know, situations or relationships. Uh, Can I say something? Yeah, please. Hi, y'all. This is Miss Tess Clean. I'm the um, On Point host on Saturday at the Poetry Palace. I want to say congratulations to you, Special Hey, Welcome to the family. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening in to this topic, and I'm looking at the questions you have listed. Um, what is the abuser thinking? I don't, I don't get what the abuser is thinking for real, because I've I've talked to women in you know my nursing field. I've go I've gone to the women's shelter, and I'm gonna try to find this poem if I can. But, you know, most of the time, you made some very good points. Um, Most of the time, the abusers see that growing up. But there is that percentage where they don't see that growing up. They just, we live in a society where impulse is rapid. And you have violence everywhere you turn, whether it's World Star or listening to the music or something's talking about killing somebody somewhere or doing something to somebody. You know what I'm saying? So that conditions the man to just not put up with nothing anyway. People need to learn their own selves 
when you feel mad or your blood start to boiling, you need to learn how to walk away. Um, or, you know, just remove yourself from the situation. Now, I was seeing these videos last summer about teenage females who would be beating up on these boys. And I showed my 17-year-old son some of the YouTube videos that I came across. And I asked him, what would you do if, if this girl started doing that on you, punching on you and cussing you out and everything? I had to ask him. So, like you said, we need to talk to our kids. But grown-ups supposed to know better, but in all actuality, they don't. But, you know, I think it's okay for uh, a boy or a man to, if a woman is attacking you because it does go both ways, you can push her or maybe even slap her if she's punching on you or kicking on you or something, but you don't have to go so far as to keep punching on her like you might Tyson or something, you know. And as far as the men who do it, like the, the, the females I talk to, they wasn't in that. They didn't stay for money or anything. They they grew up with this man, like from childhood into adulthood, and had kids with him, and and felt like you know that that was their world, and he could change and all this stuff. And you believe in promises and stuff, but in the end, you showing your kids first of all that that's what men supposed to do. And then you're showing them that that's what women supposed to take if you stay in an abusive relationship. And people need to stop doing that, you know. So that's what I want to say about it. Yes, I agree. I definitely agree with that. Um, even women who go through the experience and people always wonder why she doesn't leave. It's not easy to leave a manipulative situation. But not only that, something occurred in her life where she thought, again, that that was normal or she could change him or whatever the case, but um, I agree with, with everything you're saying. And the young younger ladies are also thinking it's okay to do it, you know, because they, you know, he's not going to hit me back. So, yeah, we have to keep talking to our kids. Definitely have to keep talking to them. <laughs> That's okay. We have uh, Mr. I can't believe you said that in the building, too. Oh, yes. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Peace and power. Welcome welcome to the family. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm just a firm believer. Like, I, I have daughters and I have sons. I tell my daughters don't put their hands on a man because for every action there's a reaction. Right, I'm not saying that any woman asks to be hit, because me personally, if you got to put your hands on your woman, you're a sucker. I'm, that's just my opinion, because I'm not putting my hands on you. If I got if, see, and that's that, it's it's levels to it. Any dude that puts his hand on a woman, he thought about it ten times before he did it. Each time that he's going, each time that he puts his hands on a woman, is going to be progressively worse. Now, I understand. I understand that it's not easy to leave an abusive relationship, but you got to love yourself more than you love that man. Mm-hmm. 
in my opinion. And for the men, it's a, it's, I've done a show on abuse, the abuse that men take. It's a, it's a lot more men get abused than what we know. But we can't report that. It ain't the same. You argue which, you know, in certain cases, there have been cases where a woman attacked a man, and when he defends himself, she calls the cops, he gets arrested. I'm not trying to make light of the situation. I'm just saying that there are a lot of factors into a lot of these situations. But any man that comes home from having a bad day at work or the kids is not acting right and he wants to take his – your woman is your woman. She is not your personal punching bag. That's ridiculous. How dare you try to destroy the beauty from which one came? We can't have a family without a woman. They bring children into this world. So a lot of cases, some cases, I know it's each individual is different, but in a lot of cases, if a man don't respect his mother or his sisters, he'll never respect his woman. Just like when a woman doesn't have a good, in some cases, Right? We can't say all because everybody's different. But if a woman doesn't have a strong foundation with her father, she may not be able to have a relationship. The first the first person a little boy falls in love with is his mother. The first the first person a little girl falls in love with is her father. So when those situations are estranged or estranged, it's hard to grow into adulthood without having those problems. If you see, if mommy and daddy are constantly fighting and daddy beats on mommy or mommy beats on daddy and after it's over they say, well, you know I love you and that other individual says I love you too and the child watches that, sometimes they believe that's what love is. And we got to restrain from doing that. Because, see, what we gotta, as men, we got to think about some, some factors here. If you put your hands on your woman, ask yourself, what if you saw a man put his hands on your mother, your sister, your daughter, your niece? Or isn't your woman somebody's daughter? could possibly be somebody's mother. Think about those factors before you put your hands on a woman. Sometimes it's better to remove yourself from a situation so you don't go that far. I don't have those problems. I don't even call my wife outside her name because that's disrespectful, because that's abuse. If I call her stupid or any other any other name, and there's a bunch of derogatory names, I never call that to my wife. That's my queen, and I'm never going to belittle her. I never call her by her name. So when I'm upset, I call her by her name. That way she knows something's bothering me and I'm upset. Then we talk it out. Not putting my hands on We grown. I'm not, I'm not raising her and she's not raising me. As men, we have to think more. 
Women, we understand sometimes things get out of hand, but y'all got to be a little less emotionless because there's some women out here that are violent, that are hit a man and continuously hit a man. And when he hits back, oh, why'd you hit me? Shouldn't be putting your hands on each other, period, unless it's to hug or caress each other. We gotta learn some. We gotta learn some things about ourselves, and learn how to treat people, especially the people that we say we love. That's all I wanted to say, Kelly. I'm special K. I apologize. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. I agree. You know, what I mean, we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta learn. We gotta learn. Cause I'm gonna tell you now, when you put time in, you ain't got time to be starting over. That's a headache. And who in the world? I don't know nobody out here. I don't like three hots in a cup. I like to eat and go in my refrigerator when I feel like it. I don't need to be. In the, in the institution where they telling me when to go to bed, when to wake up, when I can eat, when I can't. I'm not going through all that. No, but we have to learn that our spouses, the people that we say we love and we care about, are not our punching bags. They're not our, we, you know, you don't call them derogatory names because names, calling them names and verbal abuse Sometimes that hurts worse than physical abuse because then they start to believe the things that you're saying to them. And you speak it into existence because they start acting that way because you drilled it in their head. So let's think about what we say and what we do. And can I say something? They say we love. I want to say something as far as um, what's the Mister. I can't believe he said that. Said you know when it comes to teaching the children, I'll say for myself. You know my father is in his fifties, and I'll say for the generation that is um, that was raised with myself, um, many many of my friends have um, fathers that are estranged, and if their fathers are around as adults as we are adults now, the relationship is cool. However. <clears throat> the separation from what should have and what we had expected to be taught as children wasn't there. And so to have a father that had, you know, probably started a new life with a new wife and new kids and things like that, and they're doing better now because I will say, like, my father grew up in a, in a generation where, you know, we talked about it where they couldn't live with the woman. And the things that had been placed on our society um, from, you know, years ago kind of crept into the generations of today because we had no fathers. And then we had these single-parent mothers that literally had to work all day long. So a lot of teachings that um, should have come through was at a point where we had such a depression or such a um, a situation where the women had to work hard and the situation where the men had to work hard also to just stay out of jail or just stay out of, you know, the mindset that they had from going into jail. So I'll say for just the generation for, you know, 30s and under, um, the the men and women who are older really need to be more, um, you know, stronger and encouraged to teach these kids more. You know, I see a lot of 
people and and people in my generation are as well who are scared of these kids to say you know stop talking like that you sound crazy pull your pants up i go up the street you know i live in a community where it's a little bit more um it's it's historic so i've been around here for a minute and to see these boys walking around they on the block with their pants down with their shirts off i'm like i have a conversation with them we always talk about the way that you say something the way that we say things um you know will catch the attention of people who are really not trying to listen. If I say it sweetly, then they'll be more prone to listen to it. If I'm like, why, like, ew, you look dirty, why your pants down? You know that's a prison thing or whatever the case may be, but educating in a softer voice. Because like you, like we all said, a lot of us grow up with the social media teaching us, and that's the worst thing ever, you know what I mean? And, it, and you can't get around that. You can't go around it. You can't tell a boy who didn't have a father in his life, you can't come and try to be a father to him because they're angry about not having a father. So it's so many different social learnings that come around um, these abusive natures with the generation, I'll say my generation and the younger ones, because they just are not, they don't have anything to look up to that teaches them more respect than what is being taught as far as the disrespect. You know, you got the the videos, you have the um, the uh reality quote-unquote TVs that have these men who are are soft. You know, you got your women out there going all crazy and bananas and talking reckless, and the men are just, you know, very passive and like, you know, baby, y'all need to talk. It's no conversation about, listen, you are a woman. You know, you're a beautiful woman. You can't go around looking like that. Because one thing about women, we do have a, a compassion for the way that men who are real men speak to us. If a man is coming up to me and telling me, yo, don't smoke or that's ugly when you talk like that, when you curse or when you all aggressive, that kind of sticks to us because that means that you care about the way that I'm coming. It's so many men out there that don't care because men are so prone to just caring about, you know, where they put in their thing at as opposed to building up these women. I was in a barbershop the other day and the men was just dogging women about the way that our bodies are shaped and man I ain't want no woman with a muffin top and this that and the third and this is what is consistent from the men's mouth it's not more it's not many men that are walking around saying how beautiful women are or how they don't like when they see a woman that's looking trashy or negative they glorify it they like oh if she a thought then I'm gonna treat her like a thought oh she a whore she want to be all up in my face and get smashed and I'm gonna treat her like that you know what I mean because I don't know. I don't know what that is because I'm not a man, so I don't know why men think in that manner. But I'm saying to the men that are a part of On Point who I know are men, you know, just speaking up more about, you know, women being beautiful. We hear more often about the negative things of us or we hear more often about, you know, what we can offer in a bedroom or what we can offer in the kitchen. And it's really not building up a society of strong black women who who can believe that they're queens. And it has nothing to do with their body parts, but about their mental. You know, I want you to go to school. I think that, yo, you got that crazy mouth. You should be a, a, a prosecutor. You should be a lawyer and speak life into them because you don't know sometimes women and men are crying out for help because they had no real traditional parenting that brought them up to understand what was right and what was wrong. You know, like I said, especially for my generation and under, it's more – they they don't even know because everything that they're doing now, it was learned, you know, and more of them don't have fathers in their lives. And the fathers that are in their lives are so jacked up because of the situations that they've gone through, whether it be it going to jail 
whether it be, you know, them not having mothers or fathers in their lives and trying to figure out their demons. So we just have a whole community and a whole society of just broken people, you know, and it just really, we really have to just go inside ourselves and build ourselves up so we can be more active on speaking the truth. You know what I mean? Like, and getting it and understanding where these aggressions come from with the generations. Because not to say that it's not in the 40s and the 50s, but it's less tolerated, you know. But you do see it more in the 20s and the 30s and the teens and the teens, teens and the 10-year-olds. And and they are just aggressive and they are angry and they are mad and they need more men that can come up to them and hug them and tell them it's not their fault and tell them that you are beautiful, tell them that you are strong. You know, because society is telling them that they really don't even need their brains. It's their bodies. That's it. So nothing else is being told on a level where we had Bill Cosby, we had um, the Jeffersons, we had good times and different things that had family matter situations where children can actually see an in-house situation and how to trans- transfer it. It's not, it's not enough smoke social media out there that's um educating us in that way so we going off of social media and how they're we're being taught then we are doomed we are really completely doomed when it comes to this aggression that we hold even if it has nothing to do with physical abuse but the verbal abuse and then just the less the lack of self-confidence and control is everything has been learned you could say words, you could say that's abuse, you could say that's um even human trafficking has changed prostitution that that has become in the new age different now. you know how that's even being um expressed through our teams and youth. They don't even know that they're being human trafficked. They got these older men who are daddies, you know, taking them and letting them be promiscuous. It's just a lot of stuff that just the curses that are on our our society that's in our societies that is going to take a lot to break it. Because it's not just mommies and daddies. It is the world. Even up to adulthood, we, myself, as a woman, I'm like, oh, I need a bigger butt. Oh, I need perkier breath. You know what I mean? And I'm not even thinking about, oh, I need to go and make sure that I know who I am. Or I need to look at myself in the mirror and say that I'm this, that, and the third. It's just like the confidence that comes behind what will eradicate all the aggression doesn't, it is not, um, it's not full in the world. It's more people that are broken than people that are saved. I mean, use that word loosely, but um, you understand what I'm saying. But yeah, it's just crazy. Saved, like saved from um, not having self confidence. Saved from not identifying, um, or saved from identifying what it was in their childhood that made them aggressive. Maybe it wasn't because they grew up in an abusive home, but saved because they took the time out to identify what it is that broke them, so they can heal. So I'm saying save themselves from the hurt that causes a person to get into an abusive relationship. You know what I mean? In order to not be in an abusive relationship, you got to know what abuse is to all, on all levels. You know what I mean? We think of abuse just hitting and, and touching. So it's a, a education that needs to go further than just, oh, the, just what the word means. We need more touch. We need more touch. We need more good touching because there's been so much negative touching out there that we just don't know what's what from what. Well, I understand. Well, I understand so what you're before, saying. Hold on, 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 hold on. Before, oh, we, oh. before we go there, um, Lady T, you're definitely right. It's also verbal abuse as well, but we have two callers on the line. Um, so, Special K, I'm going to bring in your first caller. Yeah. And, um, then, you know, when they're done, we bring on the second caller, and then we go back to Mr. I can't believe he said that. 
and we'll go to the following. Caller, you live. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, who is this? This is um, Andrea. There you go. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? All right. Welcome to On Point. Great Thank to hear you. you, you know, being a part of the family. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So, um, very good topic. And um, one of the things that I just wanted to add on is sometimes with getting to know people, sometimes you can't always identify whether that person is going to be abusive or not. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Sometimes it can become very overwhelming and surprising when that person, like, turn around and do your first hit. You know what I mean? Um, I've known from experience, you know, that I had to get out of. Um, and um, it's a it's a good thing when you can get out alive because it's not a thing where, you know, you definitely want to find yourself staying in. The worst thing that women can do is say, oh, I just made her mad. It won't happen again. No, if it happened once, it will happen again. You know, it's up to you how many times are you going to repeatedly take that same abuse. Um, sometimes it can start off with um, verbal. Uh, maybe the person might be calling you names or something like that, and you may not even take it seriously at first. But just know that sometimes that can be a sign. I don't tolerate anything other than baby, baby doll, whatever you want to call me, you know what I'm saying, um, or even if I, my old man looking at me right now, I'm like, <laughs> I'm giving out our little rainbow names. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say baby. I'm a coded. I'm a coded. We're like, wait, you can't be telling that. <laughs> but, you know, anything that's um, past, you know, the cutesy names or whatever, if you want to come call me by my government name when you get mad, that's fine. But anything like stupid, dummy, Stuff like that, no, we, we're not doing that because that goes into a whole different direction. And when a woman has already been hurt and scorned, you know, it's something that they remember. They, they don't forget. So you get that one time when you're mad at each other and let's just say, you know, you're like, you stupid or you get on my nerves, you know, and you say something that you might regret later. It's It's a bad thing because it's like then – that scoring comes right back up. That's the worst thing, you know, to actually deal with with is a woman's scorn because it's like you may as well just take that to your grave because she ain't going to never forget that. You know what I mean? And once it's over and that vault is locked to that heart, that's done. That's a done deal, you know. But um, I'm just glad that I'm not in that now. <laughs> um, and that abuse is over with. It was not to be tolerated. I was not made to be anybody's punching bag. And I would tell any woman that's out there, if you're getting any type of verbal abuse, any type of disrespect level, um, those are the signs to start looking out for. You know, um, when a man is upset and he's mad, let him walk away. 
don't keep yet, 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 getting all up in his face, putting your hands in his face, and you're going to do this, you're always going to do that. Because after a while, you never know what, like, what's the, I can't believe you said that, said, you know, for every action, there's a reaction. You don't know what that man might be temporarily insane at that point, or what might have been on his mind at that point. If he might flip off and just be like, you know what, I just had a temporary insanity moment, and I just had to take it out on you for a minute, but I'm back. It's too late then. You know, I was, um, one day, I was watching this one lady. She kept getting all up in this man's face, telling him what he was going to do, what he wasn't going to do. He's stupid. He this, he that. And all the man wanted to do was just walk away. He said, you know what? You're not going to make me go to jail. I'm not doing that. We got a child. I'm not going to jail. I know you want to see that, but it's not going to happen. He walked off, took his child, and she's steadily up on his face, following after him, hitting him over the head popping him and all this kind of crazy stuff. What what are you getting out of that? Why would you provoke a man to do that? Let the man walk away. He's being a man by walking away. Let him walk away. I don't know why women like to, I don't know whether they just like the abuse or they just provoke it or, you know, want to see her locked up. What do you get out of that? But it's not cool. But anyway, I just wanted to say again, welcome to the family. And congratulations. Thank you you for your comment also. No problem. And I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You said there's another caller? Yes, I wanted to tell you, still unmuted, because this is the round table. Um, So, you know, you're still unmuted, as you already know. Caller, you live. Hey, mm-hmm. how you doing, y'all? This is Sha. What's going on, y'all? You know I had to get on this one. I, I had to come in on this. And you know what? On this situation, it's just like it's like a sickness. You know what I mean? If you got to get in a situation where you got to get abused, then you walk away. I'm not going to be arguing back and forth with you. I ain't going to do all that. But first of all, it start with the family, the mother and father. Look at look around and see the logic here. Look at the people walking around the streets. People walking around with their clothes hanging off. Where the fathers at? Where the mothers at? Because I'll be like this, and where the woman and the guys walking around with a girl like yo, you got your 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 clothes too short. You shouldn't be showing all that. You shouldn't have your pants hanging off off your behind like you're a faggot. What's up with that? We need to speak, we need to start speaking up as men, as black men, especially black men and black women, and stand up and be like, look, we ain't got to show all that. We got to be respectful. Then you're going to get respect. That's what I got to say. Well, that, that is true. Oh, sorry. I'll say that some with that um, saying respectful and being respected, like I said before, like, you know, for those of us who are on the phone, that that, that word, you know, it's all about perception. I, I went to, and I speak in juvenile detention centers, I went to Lakeland, and I was speaking to the kids, and, and this one boy, he just seemed so callous and just apart from what I was saying, and I gravitated to him the most because I just wanted to know what, what his motivation was behind it. Because I was telling him, you know, he don't like to be, oh, I don't like the way they tell me what to do. I don't like this, that, and the third. 
you know, and even the statement you said, you're walking around like faggots, they don't see that. You know, you they're walking around like the the brothers that are on TV that got billions and billions of dollars that's telling them <clears throat> I sold drugs for a living. Now, mind you, they're already being raised in this household where the mom sold drugs, the dad sold drugs, the brother, sister, auntie, and all of that sold drugs. You know, so how do you teach that child to come out of what their entire life had been surrounded around? That's like telling a Christian not to practice their faith or a Muslim or this, that, and the third. Once you have a certain learning in you, it's hard to get out of. So if you have a group of people who are only coming to you telling you what, quote, unquote, is the, uh, the way, they won't see it that way because I've been raised around so many people who did it this way. And to also talk about what um, Wonder Dre was saying, how, you know, what drives a woman to want to hit on a man when he's just trying to get away. Then you got to go to the aspect of, okay, you're leaving me. My dad left me. My mom left me. Nobody was around. Now I gravitate. I, I had this relationship that I felt like I got somebody who I can keep forever, you know, and even though I did something because I haven't identified what it was before we got together on the reason why I got with you, now you leaving me? No, I'm angry. I'm upset. You know what I mean? Like, I, I did something out of my norm. I may have been that person that never even wanted to be with somebody. And now because of the, my demons, you want to leave me? I'm pissed, and I got to fight for my life. And it, and sometimes we take ourselves out of fighting for ourselves and, and we, what we think fighting for ourselves mean. And that means, yo, I'm going to tear you up because now you broke my heart and you're leaving me. I don't want you to leave, but I don't know how to deal with this situation any other way than to fight. You know, don't leave me. What you mean? You, you, I, I love you. I want to be with you. Yes, we have a d dispute, and you just leaving, you walking out, and that just that switch a whole woman's life upside down. Especially for a woman who, you know, like I said, are, was not into allowing a man to come into their lives. Many women are okay with just, you know, having their children, especially once they've had children or have been in situations where men come and go, and they just say, "Yo, I'm gonna just date for the rest of my life. I'm just going to deal with men, however I deal with them." And then one day they buckle down and say, "Okay, I'm gonna let this man be in my life." And then next thing you know, they want to leave. So it's so many things that really makes a person snap, whether it be a man or a woman, you know what I mean? But it's hard to say, you know, what a person should know is right and wrong when all they've learned was wrong. And in their eyes, that's right. Well, you, you know what I mean? For me to – huh? You think about this, though. As one point, as I was saying, not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but – and the one thing I had to start start with, we had to start with the family. Look, I had a dad and I had a mother. And my dad was a black Hold on, Uh-huh. Hold on, I'm sorry. Um, I was I was actually trying to, before you go into that, I wanted to uh, uh, address the comment that uh, Lady T had just said, and then I want to do the following. Then we're going to come back with Mr. I can't believe he said that, and then uh, we'll come back with you. Um, okay. But here's the thing, um, Lady T, uh, mm -hmm. and we do have another caller, so I want to get this other caller too. Um, but here's, here's the thing. I hear what you're saying, and to some degree I agree, and to mm -hmm. some degree I disagree. Like my right. mom said, like my mom told me, a woman shouldn't put her hands on a man if she do, then she asks him for what she gets. She always told me don't put my hands on the female because that's not what men do. You know what I'm saying? However, mm 
that is that 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 that's what we're pretty much some of us are pretty much saying. If you ask for if you dish it, you better know how to take it. You know what I mean? Now on mm-hmm. the flip side of what you said though, what happens when the man, the woman leaves the man and he's saying, No, you ain't going nowhere. You ain't leaving me. My mother mm-hmm. left me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, see, I hear what you're saying, but here's where that double standard lies. When that woman punching all of on that dude's head, like Wonder Dre said, it's null and void. You know what I mean? Right. If he turned around and he co-cocked her, you know what I'm saying, then we'd be having a different conversation. He's a woman beater. He's sitting ahead of this, that, and the third. No one's, and this is what Special K is trying to get out now. What happened to him? You know what I mean, what, what, what did he go through, go through? You know what I'm saying? But right. If a woman is leaving a man and he's saying, no, you ain't going nowhere, now he's possessive, he's controlling, he's abusive, he's all these things, and that's the double standard that Mr. I can't believe he said that is speaking about. You know what I mean? It's one thing when a woman does it, but it's something far different when a man does it, and I don't think that's cool. You know what I'm saying? True. That's, I understand. That's, that's not cool. Like, for instance, I, I, I could tell you, I remember, Erie, Broad and Erie, not Broad and Erie, um, right off of Germantown and Erie. Uh, a dude and his lady was outside fighting, and I'm driving by. He's trying to get his child and walk away, and I remember telling this story on a radio show before. And my mom in the car with me. I stopped the car. I got out. You know what I mean? And, you know, he had her on the ground. You know what I'm saying? And all he was saying was, yo, just give me my phone. All I want is my phone. And she like, I ain't giving you nothing. I ain't giving you nothing. You ain't this. You ain't this. This, that, and the third. Yada, yada. So I'm like, dude, get off of her. You don't want to be locked up. Get off of her. You know what I mean? He like, yo, dude, brother, all I want is my phone. I'm like, sis, give him his phone so he can get off you and this could be over. He was trying to leave. She wouldn't let him leave. She takes his phone. He throws it on the ground and braces and says, take, take your phone. I know that brother wanted to trash her. You know what I'm saying? But you know what he did? He picked up his broken phone. He took his child and he said, and you won't see your child again. And he walked off with his child. But he could have tore that woman up. You know what I'm saying? And this is what Mr. I can't believe he said that. It's saying when a woman does it, it's excused. When a man does it, it's abuse. Nah, it's abuse in both worlds. Well, I don't, I'm sorry if I could cut in for a second. I don't think it's excused. I think it's not talked about and it's not reported. Um, I think men don't say anything about it, and they actually they have a right to. They have a right to just like women have a right to. Right. Um, but they don't report it, and that's one of the things that, you know, um, you know, as far as raising boys, we raise them to be, you know, strong and muscles and fighting and this and that. You know, we, we're we raising them to be not human, really. And then when they go through human things in life, they feel like they can't speak on it. And, again, I'm a mother of two sons. I don't want any woman hitting on my sons, but I also want them to catch those red flags way before any physical you know, aspects comes into the relationship. But at the same time, he has to be able to voice how he feels about things. And if he's violated in any kind of way, he has to have, he has to know that it's okay for me to go to the police. It's okay for me to tell, you know, my version and my side of things. I mean, 
because people there are there are just evil people in the world, men, women, whatever, and any one of us can be an abuser. It's not just it's just that women report it. They report it more, and they feel at liberty to report it. And and actually, most women don't report it. Usually, it's somebody else reporting it on the couple, and it's and or dice is involved, or the school finds out. So, people aren't reporting violence because they don't know what healthy relationships are. And that's just as a society, we don't even know. We think arguing and fighting and yelling and kicking and going through all it. Okay, yeah, I've seen it before. I've seen my mom go through it. I've seen my cousin or whomever. So it's normal. And I think one of the things that should be very mandatory in schools is teaching about healthy relationships. I mean, we don't have to go in there and talk about domestic violence awareness per se for elementary school, but we definitely need to ask the children, do they even know what it looks like to be in a healthy relationship with anyone? And I think we would be surprised to see that they don't know. And that's the beginning of these adult relationships that women and men are abusing each other in some way, shape, or form because nobody really knows how to be together without uh, punishing their partner and the partner, for whatever reason, doesn't know how to walk away for whatever the reason, they're needy, they need to be loved, whatever the the reason is, we're not equipped to walk away or to not get involved in situations like this for a reason, and it's because we don't know how. So that, that was, you know, part of the reason why I wanted to talk about it because I think men get a bad rap for a lot of black, let me rewind, black men get a bad rap for a lot of things. And I think it's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons is because they're not given the liberty to speak on things. They're supposed to be these strong statues, and they're not equipped to be that way. We're not equipping them to be that way. We're just expecting them to be that way. And it's really not fair, especially in a situation with abuse, that they can't say anything. They just have to take it. And I don't want my sons to have to take it. I don't want my nephews to have to take it. So I think it's important to keep talking about this and then also keep provoking the thought, what's healthy? And let them tell us what they think is healthy, and then we can go from there. And that needs to start as soon as they can talk. And it's nothing wrong with saying, well, what's healthy or what's this or what's good? You know, we keep it positive, but also just keep keep, um, trying to understand where they are. At, at different points in their lives, even little kids. So I'm sorry, I know Mr. I can't believe you said that has something to say, but I just wanted to to say that. That's no problem. It's it's, it's, it's not special, okay? Before, before you before you uh come in, Mr. I can't believe you said that. Let me get this following in real quick. Um All people right. out there in Radio Land. Um and we also have another caller caller we didn't forget you. Uh we got you. People out there in Radio Land, you want to be part of this on-point movement. Know that on-point is an attitude, a mindset, and a movement. Um, reach out to us on Facebook, On-Point Enterprises. Again, Facebook is on-point, one word, O-N-T-O-I-N-T, Enterprises, E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-Z-I-Z. If you're on Instagram, reach out to us at, follow us at team underscore on-point 215. Again, that's team, T-E-A-M underscore on point two one five on Instagram. If you're on Twitter, it's at team on point. 
Twitter is at Team One Point. You can go to our website, onepoint215.weebly.com. Again, that's onepoint215.weebly.com. Uh, you can also email us any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear us discuss. Shoot us an email at onpoint215 at gmail.com. Again, onpoint215 at gmail.com. And you can also give us a call or a text directly with any of your comments, suggestions, or concerns, or topics you want to hear us discuss. You can give us a call directly at 267-417-ONPT. That's onpoint267-417-6678. Um, Mr. I can't believe you said that. You up? Yes, we're going to take the call after you, and then All we're right. going to uh, go back to shot. All right, I'm going to make this brief. Um, I'm only speaking from a male point of view because that's the only point I know. You got to <laughs> understand. I mean, you got to understand this. The abuse of a male starts at a young age. Now, let me understand what I'm saying. As a young boy. What are men? What are you, men? What are the males taught? When they fall and they hurt themselves and they cry, they told stop being a punk, man up, stop crying. See, that's the, I mean, you do that to make them tougher, but doesn't that affect them mentally? Because see, we're taught at a young age not to be in touch with our feelings and how to rationalize what's going on. So in certain cases with the young males, only thing they know, they don't know how – I'm a grown-ass man. I'm going to say that right now. I don't mind – listen, if I got to cry, I'm going to cry. But understand this. After I wipe my tears, I'm going to go handle my business. But these young boys don't know that. They don't know – They, you know, you've heard the old adjective, a man ain't supposed to cry. That's BS. A real man can cry, wipe his tears, and then go handle his business. See, you have to learn how to let it out. And there's there's so many ways that you can do it. But let's stop doing it the negative way. See, we learn, oh, don't cry, man up. Oh, stop being a little girl, be a man. That's what they tell all males from a young age. When you fall down, you hurt yourself. Yo, I know you ain't crying. You can't do that, okay? We got to let our young males know, all right, if you hurt, it's okay to cry. It's okay sometimes to talk about your feelings. But as a, as a young man, as a young male, you were, we were taught to hide our feelings so much that it's, and we, we become that tea kettle. I'm not making an excuse because, like I said earlier, any man that beats on a woman is a sucker. I'm sorry. That's just me. But we have been taught to hold in the hurt, our emotions, put everything to the back burner. Everybody reaches their limit. And the biggest abuse a man receives from his woman is when things don't go the right way and it's time to separate, and that woman says, you can't see your child. We can't rationalize that in our minds. You keep, because we don't get along, you're going to keep me from my child? I told you my dad wasn't around, but you're going to take my child from me? 
It's a thin line from being in love with somebody and going stupid. And any time a child is taken from a man that hasn't physically abused or mentally abused a woman, I'm not making a justification for them, but that's enough to make anybody snap. And then we wind up in the court system. There's so many brothers out here that don't take part in their children's lives, and they get free reign. They get their kids whenever they want to because of the system. If you got a brother out here that wants to take care of his kids, but he don't get along with the mom, she got him in child support court. That's abuse. But we don't look at it like that because, see, men, we can't talk about our feelings because we were taught at an early age, man up. Don't be no little girl. Don't cry. Don't do this. Don't do that. Well, I'm here to tell you, real men can cry. Real men do feel pain because the biggest L any grown man or any man can take is another man raising his child or his child calling another man daddy. That's enough to make a man go crazy. And for the ladies out there, think about if the shoe was on the other foot. If we had that power that we could take our children away from you and she was calling another woman mommy. There's something to think about the next time a sister out there or you know of a sister that keeps their child away from a good father, not the one that beat on you, not the one that called you all those kind of names, but the one that was there, but y'all just don't get along no more. Just think about that. I'm sorry, Special K, I'll be... Going no, that's okay. I, yeah, yeah, I'm saying. I agree. I agree with everything so, you're saying, and that affects the children. That right yes, there, that, you yes. know, when the parents cannot co-parent, that affects the children, and it may affect a young boy more. So because now if, if the mother feels that way, then she's talking negative about the father. So it's a vicious, ugly cycle that the kids are in, and we have to... I'll share something with you. My children, I I have outside children from my wife. My children's mom, we couldn't get along. It was time, we we had to part ways. I left the house that we resided in. I had a good job. I did, to me, I did the most respectful thing that I could do. I left the house in May. I paid the mortgage all the way up until her next mortgage payment was January. I put credit on every single bill in the house. I was told to come get my children. I came there. She got mad because she saw her girlfriend saw me out with another woman. So she decided, I can't see my kids. My kids are banging on the window, crying, I want my daddy. I'm ringing the bell, ringing the bell, and knocking on the door, talking about, yo, open the door, let me see, give me my kids. I just want to see my kids. 
Even if you don't want them to go with me, just let me see them. She called the cops on me. The cops said I was causing a disturbance. I said, officer, I don't mean no harm. I went, reached in my pocket, I pulled my key out. I said, if I was really here on some stupidness, I put the key in the storm door and unlocked it, and I shut it back. I said, I have keys to this house. This is my house. But because I no longer reside here, I decided to ring the bell because I don't walk in because I don't know what I might walk in on. You know what the cop told me? Two female cops. It don't matter. You need to leave. As I was leaving, going down the steps, she came to the door. The first thing that female cop said, well, did he threaten you through the door? Because if he did, I'll lock him up right now. What kind of nonsense is that? I'm compliant. But women shouldn't play those games because now you're crossing the line. You know, and no man feels like he should have to go to the court system to see his own children. You should be able to work that out between you two. But I'll tell you this, brothers, if the opportunity presents herself, itself, take her to court because she ain't going to hesitate to take you. I'm done. And unfortunately, that's, that's how it goes with the cops and all of that nonsense but yeah you're right like I think that men should go to court because first of all I mean before anything else your children would know that you you tried but that's something else that I think black men are taught not to fight that way no she should go to court she'll go to court or I'll just walk away or you know who that woman has all the power over you fathering your children and I don't know who's on the radio right now, but, you know, I have I've been married twice. I have children by two different people. My situation is polar opposite. I don't collect child support. I don't have problems with anybody with their visitation. You want to see them this day, that day, whatever. I'm open because I don't want that tension for my kids. I'm definitely getting the short end of the stick, but it's for my children's sake. So they don't have to see dysfunction. It's already dysfunctional when your parents aren't together because that's definitely that's not the way God intended us to raise children. It wasn't meant to be done separately. So that's dysfunction number one. Dysfunction number two is, okay, now we have to co-parent. So am I going to make it harder by making money an issue or, you know, just being spiteful and saying, okay, you can't get them this day or get her or whatever. So, I'm getting the short end of the stick because, no, I have to, I'm have literally taking care of kids on my own without any type of support. Um, so I think it goes both ways. It's all about, you know, how you're raised, what you're taught to do, what society says you should do. And men definitely need to speak up. It, it says something to your children if you fight for them. And if you have to go through the court, you have the same rights as a woman. In any situation, you have the same rights. If it's abuse, if it's uh, visitation with your child, if it's custody of your child, you have the same rights. It's do you exercise those rights? And I'm not trying to be combative. I just feel like we need some solutions to these problems because at the end of the day, the kids are suffering for 
whatever lack of information we have or dysfunction we know, they suffer for it. So we have to be proactive and start doing something totally different than what we learned or what we've done before. Well, I'm going to say this, and I know DJ Chill also has something to say, uh, especially today, but I'm going to say this in lieu of the conversation that we're speaking upon now. The courts don't work. The courts don't work. The courts don't help. And I'm going to say this. I've been through it. They set everything up for the woman. I went to custody court. I mean, I've been there. And everything is set up for the woman. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it even costs lives in the end because everything is set up for the woman. Pick them up at the woman's house, drop them off at the woman's house. Everything is surrounded by the woman. And in a situation I was in, I told the judge, you're setting me up. I literally told him that. So when something went wrong, that shouldn't have occurred. And I mean, I wrote to that judge and I said, the blood is on your hands. The judge or whoever from that office sent me a letter back and said, I don't have anything to do with that. But it was your judgment. I fired my lawyer after that court case, the whole nine. So the courts don't work. Yeah, we do have that right. Yeah, we do have that entitlement. And, yes, we can do it. But the reality is the court and the military ain't set up for no black man. I mean, no matter what. Now, I did hear from a Caucasian woman that now in the courts they are giving children to the fathers and giving money to the fathers to raise the children. But, again, this is a Caucasian or a Caucasian woman. I don't know of any black fathers who had that. I know many black fathers who raising their children as single parents, but none of them that gotten any money for it or none of them that gotten any type of benefit from it other than having their child. So, yeah, we can do it, but it's not really, you know, set up for us to do it. Well, I don't think the courts the courts are set up for black people, period. But I definitely must be a black man because, like I said, I don't get child support. Um, the visitation arrangement is not in my favor. But it's, you know, I, and I was in a domestic violence situation. I got arrested that day. So I think that is. I think because of the lack of knowledge and the perception that okay, women get it all. We have it all. We can do what we want to do. That's not really reality. Um, I believe DJ Tell has something that he wanted to say. I think she just lost her phone. Or she pushed the mute button by accident or something. Who, me? DJ Philly oh, Joy? Okay. No. Oh, you ready to talk? You talk? Hey, I'm here. Welcome, welcome, Special K. God bless you. Glad to be here. Thank you. You have something to say before I go? Yeah, real quick. I want to say something real quick. So this is a wonderful topic. I know we all just look at one side where the females always like the victim, victim. But, yes, we do have men that are victims as well. But one of the things I want to say is that um, we don't, always understand because we don't always ask before we get in relationships with the different things or see the different signs. Um, and so sometimes nine to a year, a couple of years, you're talking and you're really getting to know each other, then things come out. 
So it's, sometimes, it's not always right in your face just after the fact. Because it happened to me for some time, but it didn't happen until after a year or two in a relationship. So there was abuse and there was other things that would happen. So it takes time to get, to get to know somebody. and It doesn't always happen right away. So we get stuck. But that's that building that king and that queen and presenting your best, best self for the person you're going to be having a relationship with is really important. So there's a lot out here. we got we got to do better. And I know that we talk, talk about this all day, every day, and still we'll take the communication, trust, and all this stuff we've been through to get better. We'll take time. But God bless you, Special K, for bringing this topic up. It's a good one. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, um, Miss Ambly, we said that was saying it made some sense, but there's a real quick fine line on there. Because certain kids, they might cry over any little thing. If they get used to knowing it's okay to cry, be a man, they can cry over the dumb stuff. And they don't, because some kids, like even with my daughter, you give her some leeway, she takes mad advantage of it. Like, you know, hey, you can go to the store. She go to not only just that store, but go down to the daggone gallery. So you got to actually. <laughs> The same you say, hey, wait a minute, I, you can go to the store, but I didn't mean you go down to the gallery. And then she would say, well, you said I could go to the store. I go to the store. <laughs> so you're like, are you serious right now? So you got to understand with certain people, like if there's little young bucks listening now or whatever, parents is thinking, okay, well, you know what? All right, I'm going to stand and cry. No, don't cry with little dumb, small, little tiniest things. Because then that makes you don't even look like a man. It makes you look like a punk because you're crying over the little dumb stuff. Now, I got to understand if there's a death or something really, you know, you know, something crazy. Even somebody taking your kids or whatever. Yeah, I, I could, you'd be mad as hell. Yeah, I could do that. But don't let the kids out here think that, okay, little things happen, though. It's all right to cry about it. That's when they got to, you know, stand up. Because if they do it all the time, then their kids going to do it. And sometimes the kids might take it out of context because they've been doing it ever since they were born. And they're like, okay, I'm going to really do it because maybe I can get accepted or maybe I can still get brownie points or maybe I can take advantage of the situation because some people do do that. They cry just to get, you know, over on somebody. Especially, of, hey, let a man sit up there and start crying to his woman, and she never seen him cry before. And she's like, oh, shoot. Oh, he really care about me. And then he's like, putting on the same tears out. Hey, baby, yo, I love you so much. I, didn't, I miss you. Oh, my God. I need you in my life. You know, I'm so sorry. And she's like, you know what? Okay. And then as soon as he's done, he's like, Phew. Yeah, all right, let me, let me make text her. Let me text her and make sure that she's not going to go nowhere, okay? Yeah. But she don't know that. So, it, it's like I said, it's it's a wavy line right there. And I definitely understand what he's saying. But to the kids out there that might be, you know, thinking it's okay to cry with little tiny dumb stuff, don't do it. And if you want to keep crying to your wife, sometimes they might start looking at you like you punk. Straight gate. Like, what you doing? What you so what you? Because the first thing that they're going to do is when they get mad at you, 
<laughs> they're going to run to their girlfriend and say, what's he doing, crying? He in the back crying. And then what they're going to say? Are you serious? You need to get yourself a real man. Women talk like that. And you, you crying because you love her or something. But she ain't appreciating your love. So then when you start turning the crowd into straight up hate, now she look at you like, why are you talking at me? Why are you acting like this? Fool, you didn't appreciate me when I was showing you my real love. Now I'm going to change the pain. I mean, change the, change the game. Flip mode. So, you know, it's whatever. Can I say something? I will say that um, to go off of what um, DJ Philly Joy said, Mr. I can't believe he said that, and, and a lot of people who spoke, I'll say that um, it is true um, with working, you know, with the system, with the kids who are in the system, and then just going to school and, and seeing some things um, underneath the juvenile detention and delinquency and, and the the police force jurisdiction. It's true that it's, it, the systems are not created. See, I just think that they, they utilize, they use the system in one way, in one manner, and and to say the manner is just the manner of okay, are you black? And this is the 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 precautions we take to blacks because I'll go to court with you know a family that is Caucasian and they have a lot more leniencies for them, and so to say for a man to go to um to the court and try to fight for their kids, say if this man has a prior like um. Anything, something small, because, you know, they put these big uh, cases, whatever you call them, they put these big um, situations on a person. Say if I was just outside and I'm having a party or something like that, I get arrested or, or have something on my on my record for disorderly conduct or, you know, talking back or having an aggressive. The things that they put underneath the men on their record. If a man wanted to go to court and fight for their kids, see, a lot of times men don't go to court because of the things that they have on their record that shouldn't even be on their record. So they automatically doom because they like, listen, if I go in, I know I'm getting caught up for having a, a nickel, you know, a nick in my in my pocket. You know what I mean? As legal as it is in certain states, you know, once that's on your um, record, then you are looked at in a certain manner. You're categorized in a certain way. So a lot of men can't and won't fight because of, you know, they can't live beyond their past. Their past, even if it was from 16, 17, 18, it goes into their adulthood. You know what I mean? And so it's hard for them to go fight with the courts because of how they will be perceived. Now, there are some affordances for African-American men, and that's only if you have no priors. That's the only way that a judge will look at you as if you are some type of stand-up man because, you know, no priors mean that you're stand-up. No, that just means that they didn't get caught possibly. You know, every person that don't have a prior doesn't mean that they, they're they're their slate is clean, which is so dis- dysfunctional. But what I would suggest moving forward and the advice I would give to those who have had that situation and know it to be true that the systems aren't for them, to research within your community the um, the Center for Family Services and Family for Family Service outreach programs that have mentors, psychiatrists, and psychologists because then you can get them into your family, which will outside of the legal legalities because they don't know how to take care of family counseling, that aspect. They don't go to school or get teachings about going into the proletariat community with a a child who was raised in a drug-infested family, you know, on how to, to, um, to deal with those cases. They deal with cases on a prior, on a prior situation. And if you have certain priors then you're automatically, um, 
put in a category of a specific, you know, um, we're going to deal with you a specific way to, to not go into all the legal terms because I don't know them anyway. But what I'll say is moving forward that um, there are not many, if at all, um, family counseling places that, you know, without insurance, you can't get those affordances. But there are some centers in your communities that you can reach out to to have a big brother, big sister that um, that are qualified to come into your home to, you know, try to rectify some situations before it gets into the legal courts. And when you go that way first before you're calling the police or trying to get information through um, the, the, the police force, you go to your local um, counseling, your family counselings or um, the um, facilities that help with youth and family mentorship because that they, they will help you and they will give you more information on how to go about getting family assistances to where if you are to go to the court and they see specific things that you tried to do before coming to court, then they'll have to have, you know, some um, leniencies on you, like, oh, okay, I did see you went to family counseling. Oh, okay, I see that there's a counselor within the home because everything is not just cut and dry. Oh, he put his hands on me. Oh, my child is doing this. Oh, they're lashing out or this, that, and the third. Let me call the cops, you know, because like we said, they ain't, they're not built for us. And that's where a lot of women, um, they don't realize and recognize how much we break our men down by going to the cops because they can't wait to put them in jail. They can't wait to have a prior on them to keep them from being able to get a job. And women are so broken and torn that they don't even get that they are just like really breaking a lot of our men down because once men get into those systems, especially for no reason, you know, and not no reason, but for a reason that is just like, oh, my goodness, I went to jail for a year and it's on my record, they, they, they become broken. It's like, well, what now? Because now their life is over to a certain extent. Now they can't get a job because they got this prior for quote-unquote domestic violence. And so you you got these men that are walking around as men and don't know how to talk to women because these women don't know how to talk to men. And the the way that they talk to them is by 911. That's the way that they ver- verbalize to one another. So moving forward, we need to just know that the systems aren't for us, the police systems, and we need to start utilizing um, the the advocacies that are around in order to build families outside of um, police. They build them with counseling and, like I said, psychology, psychologists and psychiatrists. Those are avenues that we can go to to say, listen, I don't even have it all. I don't know how to deal with this situation. I know we love one another, but we obviously have some learnings that are not, you know, good for moving forward and progressing as, you know, um, as a conducive family. So utilizing those resources will definitely be a lot more effective for people who are in those situations where, you know, we know we can't, for the men who can't go to the police because you got priors and they're going to look at you like you're crazy. You know what I mean? I totally understand it, and I've seen it in the systems where, you know, they get pushed to the side because, like I said, they have these prior situations as youth, and they, they use that as if people can't change or, you know, they never look at the situation at large. A police comes out and all they see on a rap sheet is, oh, what's your name? You give them a name, and then the first thing that comes up is the last priors, whether it be thir- – and it's up to seven to ten years. So it doesn't even matter if it was in your 30 and it happened when you were 20 year old. They don't care. They can't wait to see that. And as soon as it is, and just like Mr. Um, I can't believe he said that, they like, oh, did he do anything? Or Mr. Um, Mr. On Point, oh, did he do anything? Because I arrest him right now. And that's a woman that was broken and scorned, probably had her hands put on her. But 
Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. There are avenues and outlets that can be utilized more often. So if you do know somebody in that situation, you know, suggest to them to go to their local um, family counseling and they'll, they'll give them more information that will assist them with those type of situations outside of the, the legal courts because, like we said, and we know that they're really not built for us. So um, we should utilize the avenues that can assist us and not just, you know, taking care of the situation, but taking care of the situation as a whole, you know, learning how to speak with one another, getting a counselor inside of the home. And we don't like to do that, you know. They're like, oh, a psychiatrist, a psychologist. No, yeah. That's important. We need that as a whole society, as a culture. We need, you know, um, you know, some type of counseling for the social um, disturbances that we've had from from history after history after history. So um, I do understand and I do agree with what the men were saying as far as just not having any assistance with these type of situations because they're gunning for our African-American men. And our women don't even see it like that because they're so torn and broken. And the first thing we can do to just, you know, have the upper hand is call the cops and get them locked up. But the stuff that the men go through in there, they come out and they become savages. Like I've heard stories and you and you don't hear many stories. You hear more of the stories from the women. And I've, heard, I've seen friends and colleagues say that they've had situations where they've gone to jail and it's been horrific. So I can imagine what the men go through that, you know, like we said, that men are supposed to grow, you know, be strong. Oh, don't, don't whimper. Don't, don't cry. Don't complain type thing. So they come out not even being able to express what it is that they had gone through in these, these facilities. You know what I mean? So they don't even have the counseling in order to, you know, be able to move forward comfortably because in their head, they've known that for a year, two, three years, they've been locked up for a situation that was so minute that, man, you could have told, you could have given me a counselor and I would agree with you. But now I'm mad because I'm in here, I'm in population, I'm with these people who are really in here for situations like murdering and killing and raping people, and it's, it broke me down, you know? So we do need to um, start educating ourselves on what our, our um, options are outside of 911 because there are more options out there to really assist us and educate us <clears throat> to really heal us from these situations and not just take care of it but heal us so we know moving forward how we can, you know, deal with them on a better, you know, way, in a better way. Yes, definitely. And to add to that really quickly, uh, Volunteers of America has programs for mm-hmm. men. So, that's definitely something. I mean, it's something that they don't have to come to your house. It's something that men can go to them and get different services there. Right. Yep. Yeah, true. Well, well, that's okay. Yes. Um, congratulations, and again, welcome to the On Point family. And um, justice concludes the show, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you can go with any last words you have and, you know? Yes. Um, I just thank everybody for their support. This was uh, this was difficult, more difficult than being a guest, so I appreciate everybody calling in and commenting and kind of pulling me along tonight, but um, I, the topic is good. I think we should keep talking about it in some way, shape, or form so we can, you know, for the sake of the children and the black men, because like Lady T said, and like we all know, they're after the black man. So we have to raise him up different than we have before. 
So I just appreciate everybody calling in and, and commenting. Absolutely. And actually, I do have the number for next week, for next Friday, um, for any of the callers, uh, 724-444-7444. And the PIN number is 145-272-POUND. Yes, yes, definitely a good topic, man. Sometimes we get away from serious topics that need to be discussed um, because they are, you know, a little emotional and sometimes they're a little touchy to where it's like, you know, where do we go from here? But we all know it. We all see it when we walk outside these doors that we have a generation of men who are lost in the sauce. Like, it's honestly the what's going to come from my generation and under it's just going to be crazy because it's like, what is this? You know what I mean? These relationships are bad. They are they are sour. I've never even seen them like that. They're serial relationshipers, and I mean, and they're starting at young ages. I mean, these kids and their parents are just letting them at 12, 13, and 14. They got boyfriends. They hugging. Relationship goals. They got a whole page just kissing. And I mean, whoa. It's about to be the 80s again. Talk about a baby, baby boomer type of situation. And it's just going to be a bunch of just kids just growing up with kids, you know, growing up wearing little um, outfits on Halloween like Cardi B, uh, all these mentors who see what the epidemic of teaching is out there. So we really, really, really have to do our part in educating ourselves and not just saying what's right and what's wrong because we can say that all day, but really educating ourselves fully as far as the terminology, you know, bringing up different things and researching the, the alternative avenues outside of 911 to let these children know, like, you know, we know, you know, the cops ain't for you. We know what you've been going through, but let me give you this source. Let me, you know, send you to this um, this place so you can get some healing and different things like that. So I think that's important for all of us tonight to make sure that in having this conversation that we are more um, active on getting the resources that we need to, te- to teach people who are in these situations that, you know, there's an alternative route. There are places and things that can assist you fully. It's not just about putting your hands in abuse. This shit goes deeper. So um, I think that will definitely be effective moving forward for us, you know, wanting to take care of the situation and educate people more on how to, um, you know, keep your hands to yourself and, you know, think highly of your kings just as much as they should be thinking highly of the queens. We have separated ourselves from looking at men as men. I walk around and I'm like, yo, if they're not gay, they pussies, and I'm sorry to say it, just straight up and down. I'm like looking at these men. You got women carrying TVs. You got more. You got more women that are becoming construction workers because men is crying about breaking nails nowadays. Like it's ridiculous how soft the men has been. And if they not so soft, and you know not to be gay, but I'm saying soft. If they not so soft, they just so hard. It's like, man, I'm a man. You know what I mean? You listen to me. What I say goes because I know what it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's no, it's just no finesse. It's no middleman. Like what a man could say, you know, queen, what's going on? I appreciate you to say in the third, but that ain't cool. You know, and have an aggressive term tone, but not like, oh, you my dad type situation. Like just to have a, a an even balance, without it either being love, all love, or just all hate. It's just crazy, but. Good topic, good topic. Basically what you're saying is dysfunctional kids, and they all got, like, two minds. Basically, they grown up to be um, dunce, <laughs> a dense individual. One mind is, I'm going to get some butt. 
second mind is, I'm going to rob somebody. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's just it. They just want you know, get some, rob some. That's it. They just on that whole new plane. And I'll be watching them because I'll be going to some of the places where they be at. I'll be just like, wow. Like I told everybody in the world, you go to these, some of these clubs and you look at these kids dancing, they don't ask, like, back in the day, like, hey, would you like to have a dance or something like that? Uh-uh. The ladies are just, the girls are just dancing, and they're just shaking their butt, and, and it's like they're using their butt to lure whoever in. They're bending over, shaking it, and then the, the brothers just walk up there and just grab it, like, mm, they just start pumping. They're not even dancing. They're pumping to the beat. And then, then if they get real one, they want to go deeper, they start banging to the beat. When I say banging, I mean, they literally, <clears throat> they, they, some girls be having on skirts, some girls be having on whatever. But when they sit up there and land, they always get them, you know, put them all on their shoulders or whatever, doing all types of crazy stuff. But then when they start laying them down and holding their leg up and just be getting it, I'm like, please, God, don't let my daughter come to these clubs. Mm-mm. No. Oh, she won't be Do there. not. Do not, because these girls, some of them be like, see, and then the funny part is some of the girls, as goody good girls, they don't want to do it, but then they just get captivated by either the music or by the hookah or by whatever, and they just go for it. And then, you know, after they get done, the girls see my high five, like, yeah, you go, girl. See, it ain't all that bad. And I'm just looking like, Wow. Cause you can see some of the girls that have the um the innocent look, and some of them don't, you know, some of them be classy and don't do nothing. They just watch and observing, but they feel like they left out. They feel like they're in a place where they 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 don't belong. So for them to feel right, they try to get down, and it's it's really really crazy. And then you know. <laughs> the brothers just keep serving them drinks, serving them drinks, and now the girls be trying to out-drink the guys, and I'm looking at them like, are you kidding me? And then you got them saying, all the women out here now saying, you know, I'm just trying to get a quickie. I want a one-night stand. I ain't looking for nothing. I just want to get a quickie. And I be observing that, heard that on the bus, heard that in certain places, and I just stare, especially when they look good. Especially on the bus, and you know, I was couldn't understand because the brothers were staring at this girl, and I had my earphones, and I looked like, "What the heck are they staring at?" And next thing you know, they saying all that high stuff out their mouth, and they looking all fabulous. And we couldn't believe it. Everybody was shook. But this is our lifestyle. What our kids is going up to be? No common sense. You've got to snatch them back. <laughs> Immediately, it's an emergency. We gotta snatch them all back. Well, thank you, thank you all again for calling in, and I'm ready for that right. outro. Gotcha. I'm in the 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 I'm in the
You on point? Because, yeah, I'm on point. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.